even happening? Is it is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hello, everyone. Welcome to It's Our Turn, Queers Welcome. and Colts. Hello. Sorry, Queers and Colts. I talk. Um, I'm talking. Are you talking? I can't. Well, we're here. We're here, we're queer, and get used to it. I don't know what that saying is. <laughs> but this is the show. It's our turn. Queers and cults. I'm going to do, I'm going to read a few things, and then we're going to play a couple songs, and we'll be back with the show. So uh, my name is Aiden Ash. My pronouns are they, them. And uh, first of all, we would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe. We honor the land itself and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process and we need to build our mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honor facts, go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. Um, also, in this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip the show or this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. We're doing the podcast. That's We're doing the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, whatever. We're 18 We're minutes in. Okay, here we are. So We're 18 minutes in. We haven't For those anything. of you and for all of you that missed it because the mics weren't right, um, we are talking about physical health. Physical health. <laughs> physical, the physical aspect of health and how it pertains to the, um, like how religions interact with it, yeah. what they define health as. You know, all of these sorts of things, because it's it's uh, I don't know. I feel like physical health is like a blurry thing anyway, because mm -hmm. society is pretty ableist. So it's extremely that, like, ableist automatic. Like you should be able to do everything. No questions asked. And if you can't, you're weak, period. Yes. You know? Well, yeah. And also you should look a certain way. You should act a certain way. You should have a certain, you know, like there's the whole I mean, we could literally do an entire month on just. Mm -hmm. you know societal like body image and i think there's yeah. so much cross-section between physical health body image being beyond the binary which we've both stated in podcasts we are both beyond the binary mm -hmm. um there's so much there's so much about that just in general getting from society when you exist beyond the binary there's so many like things that are like that uh, tell you how you should or shouldn't be and how you should or shouldn't look and you know all, and puts like pressure on you in one way and then growing up in a religious environment where where sorry there are ghosts in this building <laughs> the door just creaked open a little bit I, th completely threw me off like literally an inch yeah. that's so spooky <laughs> and it creaked too it was so weird it's like yeah. a horror movie um uh and then in religion how like little importance is put on physical health but how much you're expected to do mm -hmm. so you're expected to be able to do everything 
um, and and stay up long nights and operate on little food and tons of caffeine and and you're expected to be at all the services and all the functions you're expected to do all of this stuff that would really you would really benefit from being in better physical health but they don't leave you enough time to do to to better your your physical health they don't encourage you to better your physical health they just want you to to and I kind of have a theory they want you to work as much as possible and I kind of have a theory hmm. um, an indirect I have a theory uh, uh, indir- that I don't know if it's an intentional thing or a subconscious thing but it's easier to control people when they're tired have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, because we're delusional when we're, we're tired. And we don't have the energy to resist. <laughs> yeah. It's easier to manipulate people when they're busy with everything. And well, when and especially exhausted. when they're, yeah, especially when they're coming in and are saying like, we know what's best for you. We know yes. how to help you. We mm-hmm. know what you need. You don't know what you need. Mm-hmm. That's why you're so tired. And also, if you make physical health a priority, so the food you eat, the amount of exercise, how you feel, you know, what the amount of water you're drinking, what you're putting into uh. your body. If that, you, you, if you make that a priority, you just kind of by default make yourself a priority. Mm-hmm. And when you make yourself a priority, you start again, like we've said before, is that we people who are in toxic religious environments, people who are being manipulated and controlled by people who are using religion as a tool to control people. Mm-hmm. If you start asking questions if you start having self-awareness if you start like being able to see beyond the 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 barrier then you'll you'll see the bullshit and i think that you know the more you focus on yourself the more you focus on physical health the more you'll see the bullshit and then that's not good either you know yeah yeah i mean and and something that i was thinking about just as you were talking is how much um how much aesthetics is based on how physically healthy you are in like there's like you can be doing all of these things and you can be exhausted and you can be breaking your back for all of these causes mostly like callings in the church is what i'm thinking of like, yeah, like you have ministries, a job like like responsibilities yeah so like you have a job you have a family, those mm-hmm. things are not going away, but then you also have church callings mm-hmm. and that requires a lot often. Yes. And if you say no to those church callings, if you put your physical or whatever else health first, mm-hmm. that is a red flag to them. Yes. And then like, yeah. Can, sorry. That's okay, but just like the, the aesthetics of you could be dying inside, but if you look good, that's fine. You're healthy. Oh my God. I could, we could talk an entire episode just about how important appearance is. I mean, legitimately. I mean, so I want to try and be very careful because we have so much to talk about in the emotional side. So I don't yeah. want to go too far on that. But yeah, like how, how, you could be rotting like absolutely Mm -hmm. suffering but if you're smiling if you're joking around if you're functioning in society Mm -hmm. period that is all that matters then you are healthy then you're fine yes and i think that this 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 
principle, this concept right here that we're talking about is going to be a thread that threads through every single week that we talk about when we talk about health, because it, if you look fine physically, if you look fine mentally, if you look fine emotionally, and if you look fine spiritually, they don't fucking care how you are. It does not matter how you are. In fact, that was a concept that was indirectly taught to us, the fake it till you make it. I hate that. By the way, yep. there is a different, I have learned something, there's a different, um, uh, there's a, something that I learned after coming out, which was <clears throat> someone took the concept fake it till you make it and, and said something like, when you know what you want to be, when you know who you are, you start behaving that way until it becomes true. So you start living your truth until your truth becomes your reality. Uh. That is beautiful. Fake it till you make it is bullshit. Because if you're faking being healthy, you're not healthy and nothing's gonna benefit nothing's gonna good's gonna come from that ever. Well, it just begs the question, why are we why do why we need do you to, have fake to fake it? it? Yes. Why do you have For to who? fake it? For, For whom? Who? For whom are you faking? Mm. Yourself? No, because you're not benefiting yourself. You're faking it for everyone else. Speaking of faking it, because this just popped into my mind, and yes. I, I feel compelled to bring it to this level because this is a physical thing. Please do, please do. I feel like sexual health and like, you know, faking it, faking an orgasm. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried to lower my chair and instead it tilted forward. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, there are multiple knobs. Speaking of, <laughs> Speaking of sex, there's... Can you find them? Can you find all the knobs? Oh, my God. <laughs> Most people can't. Oh, thanks, Woo. patriarchy, for not teaching anyone about physical, about sexual. sexual health. <laughs> Anyways, please finish your what you're yes. going to say because it's I, – I, if I – I think I know where you're going and it's very important. Yes. So so faking it, faking an orgasm, mm-hmm. it is like, I also don't really know where I want to go because there are so many places to go. <laughs> it's not that you don't want know where you want to go. It's that there's so many different options of places to go. Which one do you choose? I mean, just like <clears throat> sexual health mm-hmm. is a very physical mm-hmm. and emotional mm-hmm. and spiritual and mental health. Yes, yes. Like sex is in every single one of those realms. Yes. And that's why it's so problematic for a lot of people. Yes. Because if you're not if you're not healing one avenue of something, you're not healing well, that's kind of Well, no, mean, I know I I think You it, know what I'm trying to say? If I yes, I do know what you're trying to say and I would like to clarify Help how I'm hearing this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um sex is not necessarily a priority in general cuz you know, there's asexual people, demisexual, so like sex, the act of sex. When we're talking about sex, we're not talking about the act of sex except in the realm of religion puts so much pressure and so much importance on sex. And this is how I'm interpreting what you're saying. Well, sex I'll clarify is, after too. Perfect, thanks. So sex also is kind of um, a crossroads where so many of those things, physical, emotional, mental, um, spiritual, kind of connect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of, there's not education, there's not importance, there's nothing is like, there's a lot of weight put into sex, but then there's not a lot of like, it, like importance or education or anything put into it whereas it's it's kind of fundamental in a lot of the things that religion um encourages but then there's not a lot of weight put into it that you know what i'm that's kind of how i'm hearing what you're saying yes and to build on to that yes 
how I define sex, I feel like has changed a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, because how they, they meaning like Reli- the toxic, toxic religious. Yes. Um, how they define sex is penetration. Yes. Resulting in a child. Yes. There is very little talk about pleasure in that. There is Mm -hmm. very little talk about communication, about just... Just fucking enjoying it. Yeah. At all. And so that need of faking that pleasure there is is there. Yes, there is a a story that I've heard that I won't even mention who told it to me because, you know, protecting, you know, obviously every... Yeah, anonymity is cool. Yeah, but there's a story that a friend told me about someone that they knew in in church Mm -hmm. that was that was very disturbed by the fact that they were forced to have sex with their husband once a week. It was like a scheduled thing. So every Tuesday when their husband got off work, they had to have sex with him, whether they liked it or not, or whether they wanted to or not. It was, it was, yeah. So, and it was like a, and my friend met with this, this woman every week to like counsel, not counsel, but like to support them in this, horrible experience that they had to experience every single Tuesday. Um, it was Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? It was a Tuesday. It doesn't matter what day it was, but it was once a week. And it was like, like I am just so baffled by how much importance there is put on, you know, sex between a husband and a wife and reproduction, but they don't fucking care if you like it or not. It's a responsibility. It's a job. And if there's something, because the act of sex, like you were talking about is a very physical act, you know, Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. the the way that toxic religious environments are, you know, particularly Christian and Pentecostal, Mm -hmm. how they define sex is a very physical act, but yet there's no importance on, um, consent there's no importance on pleasure there's no importance on on the fact that it is an emotional thing that can connect to people and and deepen their love not always but it can it can can. doesn't fucking matter to them it's just you know like i don't know if the, the point that we're making is coming across but pardon me that the point that i'm that like i'm trying to make is that they're they attach so many things of presentation and appearance to things that are very physical and then they don't teach encourage train people on how to be physically healthy yeah you know yes exactly and and going back to the aesthetics of it like it looks a very specific way how they Mm -hmm. define sex it looks a very 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 Mm -hmm. specific way (laughs) and that (laughs) yeah it's like and and it's I guess so how I want to like try to define how I define sex. Sure. Know? Let's go for it. Um Let's dive in. Yeah. I I have had to really take a look at sex and like figure out what it means to me and I have since discovered that it's it's more about a connection with yourself first and foremost like Yes. Okay. Sexuality is like sex. I don't know. Maybe we're going too deep in it. Maybe I'm going too deep into this, but it's all, I mean, everyone has a sexuality, whether it be very little, whether it be a lot, mm -hmm. regardless of your relationship to your sexuality, you have it. Everyone has a sexuality. Yeah. And 
without having that a good relationship with it wherever you fall on that spectrum yeah that causes problems yeah, that causes problems. trauma and and i feel like it, i don't know oh my god i'm so scatterbrained today <laughs> i feel like with healthy with a healthy relationship to sex that you have with yourself first and then you bring in another person that connection mm -hmm. is like of course that's the goal mm -hmm. but but not for everyone and that's okay god <laughs> help me change the subject for fuck's sake <laughs> i can actually would you like me to help you change the subject yeah <laughs> well i was gonna say what i think it's so interesting when we talk about physical health how many how different that is defined by people like I, it's obvious that when we talk about physical health like your your inclination was to think about the physical in relation to the body in relation to sex and when i'm thinking about um when i initially thought about physical health i think physical health in relation to the body and um uh appearance and and body type and body type i mean by like size not like yeah you know gender sexuality or you know, yeah and i'm thinking about you know physical health uh my my um my dad was very verbally abusive growing up and and there was two things that and and my mom struggled with with weight their whole life their whole family did it was genetic it's genetic and my dad whenever he would get mad at my mom which was often all the time he would use her weight against her and would and would body shame her and then connected her weight to her worth and connected her weight to oh her, like l calling her lazy because she's, you know, she was overweight and all of those things. And it has destroyed her and destroyed me as well because he would also th say things when we were kids, like um, people would comment on how great of kids we were and how well behaved we were. And the, they would say things like, we'd take them, we'd take your kids in an instant. And he would say, well, you'd bring them back when you have to feed them. And we're talking like I was, under 10 years old. Oh my God. And, and and that is, yeah, he would say that kind of, so I. Implying that you eat too much. Too much. That it was too, because my dad was so obsessed with money. Everything came down to money and it was, food is expensive and it was, it's expensive to feed kids. So he was everything, like it came back down to money. It came back down to that we cost him a lot and that was more important than our, our self-worth. And so. I'm so happy you're <clears throat> here, but he shouldn't have had kids. <laughs> no, he really shouldn't have. That just sounds so like, it's, uh, it's awful. Like, yeah. like the, like some of the earliest memories of my childhood, when I think about that is that's, that's one of the first ones mm -hmm. as I just remember. And, and, and I would adjust my port. I would, I wouldn't eat enough. I would, I would adjust my portion size at dinner to compensate for that. Cause I, I didn't want my dad to say those things. Yeah. And so body shaming started immediately. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid. So physical health has always been something that's on the forefront of my mind. Um, and now it's something that I've always struggled with. It's something I'm not interested in. And I genuinely mean that as in like, I'm like, the thought of exercising for multiple reasons is abhorrent to me. Mm -hmm. I'm a germaphobe for one. So I hate gyms. Um, I, I, it, my, my mental health, my ADHD, it's hard for me to do physical activity without there being a purpose. Mm -hmm. So just going on a walk seems so ridiculous to me to just yeah. walk to a place to just go on a run. It's like, if well, I'm going to walk around to end up at the same place, 
completely pointless to me. <laughs> it genu- like I know that sounds silly, but it genuinely I'm like, why would I do that? I mean, I get why it. would I exert that? And then also add to the fact that I'm a chronically ill person, and so exerting energy is not something like ener- I only have so many spoons a day, exactly. and I need to use them appropriately. And going on a walk or a run, one, it's going to hurt my body, and two, it's going to I'm going to use up spoons that I could be using to do something else. Yeah. Now, I will admit that that mind that process gets me to usually just not doing anything. So I'm not using the spoons for productive things or or exercise. So like there's other things in play, but it's really kind of come to this kind of clusterfuck of my 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 how I view my body how I view exercise and how little importance I put on those things, even though they would greatly benefit me. Yeah. And it's, and, and the cross section of that with religion where the only religion, like, you know, we were raised to believe that Jesus was the only thing that mattered and Mm -hmm. exercising didn't glorify Jesus. No. Like we never, like it could, like you can always connect everything to everything, you know? So like, they could have connected exercise to the fact that we'd have more energy to work for Jesus more kind of thing. Yeah, sure. They, we often, they would often teach the concept of your body as a temple. And so how you treat it is important, but that was only used in relation to like piercings and tattoos. Yeah. Never in like, it was all, again, it was always about the appearance, you know, your body's a temple. So make it look good as opposed to keep it, healthy on the inside and now and as you're saying that i'm remembering i i don't even remember ever getting a lesson about the importance of nutrition no. about what you put in Absolutely your body not. about exercise wasn't even talked about no that's kind of mind-boggling the bad pastor of our church was very overweight and um enjoyed eating food and and that doesn't make him that those aren't the things that made him a bad person right right but he, of course, like he did with everything, he only it preached and encouraged topics that benefited him. Right. So talking about physical health did not benefit him because he had no intentions of becoming healthier, you know? Ugh, that's so yeah. frustrating. It's really frustrating. And it, it, I think that I don't, I don't know if you do, but I don't often connect... Um, my view of physical health to my trauma. I think of trauma as being strictly physical. I mean, uh, mental and mm-hmm. emotional. Yep. And I forget that trauma certainly does affect how you view yourself physically and, the, and, and physical health in general. And how, I mean, I'm learning more and more. I'm like experiencing more and more how deep the trauma is in my actual body. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. There's a book. It's called The Body Body Keeps Keeps the Score. score. Yep. (laughs) Everyone's talked about it. I haven't got to read it yet. I can't find it. I mean, as far as I like. It's not in a library. Well, it is in our library, but so many people want it. The the hold on it is so far out. Yeah. My partner and I are doing a book club with each other. Very, Mm -hmm. very loose book club. That's um, cool. Yeah. I love so that. We're trying to read it together. Um, I haven't gotten too far into it, but mm-hmm. it is astounding. The yes. health problems mm-hmm. that people have. 
from childhood trauma. That's the button I was looking for. Sorry. <laughs> That's the button I was looking for. It's my chair again. God, but what are we even doing today? Let's just start over. And by start over, no. I mean let's leave. No, ha- we have so much good stuff. We, we do have good stuff. Your body, the body keeps score. You're reading the book with your partner. Yeah, I'm. Who shall not I'm, be named? <laughs> who shall not be named? The partner who shall not be named. I get In it. I don't like mentioning certain way. details about my personal life. I just don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what could happen. I don't know what could happen. Anyway, um, I'm experiencing how you don't even understand how the body holds things. I mean, when you feel angry, what do you feel? There are physical feelings to emotions. Mm -hmm. When you feel sad, when you feel excluded, when you feel embarrassed, what the fuck do you feel? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's so hard. I think that's, that's something that I have suffered from religious trauma is that I my default mindset is that excuse me I don't I'm very disassociated from my body oh yeah like I it it, it takes me a lot to even like remember that I need to check in with my body Mm -hmm. because I don't you know like and it's even just asking myself those questions of when I'm feeling a feeling and I'm and I'm really I'm doing pretty good at labeling what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. but those physical elements of those feelings, it's so hard for me to even remember, oh, you should take a breath because that's gonna help ground you mm-hmm. because your body is in a state. Yeah. And you're, you know, it's like, yeah. and that's where your mind comes in, but your mind needs to be healthy enough to guide the body. And so it's like well, chicken or the egg. Yeah, totally. And what, you know, this is probably going to sound redundant and, and like, and obvious, but when you were talking about feeling a feeling, I just had this moment of like, when I think of feeling a feeling, I think of emotional only, but what is, what do you mean by, like, what do we mean by feeling when we're talking about feeling and emotion, Mm. we're talking about the physical reaction to an emotion because experiencing an emotion is mental, physical, I mean, is mental, spiritual, emotional. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about feeling an emotion, what we're usually referencing is the physical reaction to an emotion because all emotions have physical reactions. And, and so we talk about feeling emotions, but, but yet I'm not re- referencing physical, like I'm yeah. separating those two things, even though you can't, it's impo- you cannot separate those two things. That's so, and it just goes back to language of how we talk about things, you know, like, and how feel, like the word feel means two, many different things. But like, I feel something means I have an emotion or I'm having a physical reaction, touching something, Mm -hmm. like I'm feeling something. Yeah. And that, and, and touch is a similar thing where like, I touched someone means very different very different things. things it can mean emotional or physical yeah like, how do we think uh, why do we think that we can, can disc, that we can like separate right those things yeah we really we really are taught in religion that you can separate those things and you really can't yeah the 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 lesson of you need to put down the natural man I don't know what words you used I'm sure they were similar but you need to like reject the natural part of yourself. You need to reject the physical yes. 
put put away yes repress suppress like you know avoid 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 unsafe mm -hmm. um even like devilish you know like sinful yeah i wasn't taught ever that my body was a good thing other than no. it being like about aesthetics like it's yeah. a temple so don't pierce it don't tattoo it don't make it look good don't drink. i mean don't make it look bad like don't exactly don't worry about the outside don't put exactly you know, bad paint on yourself which is what was makeup was called you know paint. bad paint not bad paint but just paint you know don't paint yourself which ironically is what drag queens call you know paint in your face that's what you call when you're doing your makeup so i oh. i kind of like re personally like reclaimed oh. that yeah it was really cool nice mm -hmm. yes yes yeah um i want to um i think now would be a really good time to uh take a break okay um play a song or so read yeah. an ad kind of thing so but when i come back i would really like to um talk about how any kind of physical anything like our bodies, our actual physical bodies were connected to sin in mm -hmm. all aspects. There yes. was no aspect of our body that was not sinful. Yes. Any kind of physical impulse of any kind was oh. automatically sinful. We're talking about, you know, we're, we're taught that we're born into sin. So being a human inherently was sinful. I'd really like to kind of deep dive into that when we come back because I yes. think that that is... That's a, we could talk a about thing. that the rest of the episode. The rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> what you just say to me? Say that again louder. <laughs> I said I like it when you get angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I don't. I hate getting angry. Yeah, so something that you mentioned that you wanted mm -hmm. to talk about before our break mm -hmm. is the um, elaborate again <laughs> on what you want. <laughs> is, is I'm going to let you say it because I already forgot. So what I was talking about is how, <laughs> at least in Pentecostalism, we were taught the concept that every single thing in relation to phys physical bodies is sinful. So that we were taught that we were born into sin, that that because yes. of, you know because of Adam and Eve eating the fruit, that now sinful was sin. Being human, being a lot, being in a body was sinful, and that also directly connected to sex and sexuality, because yeah. you know the whole story of like they realized they were naked, uh -huh. and now it's shameful because they realized it, which is so was so confusing to me, just for a second. Yes. That concept was so fucking confusing to me because they were naked before and it doesn't, at least in the interpretation we have and what we were taught, it doesn't say they realized that it was shameful. They, it says that they realized they were naked. So in my brain, what that tells me is that God, the, you know, God who created them, created them and made them naked and then he knew it was shameful because they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good oh. and evil so just the knowledge of them being naked made them realize it was shameful it wasn't the tree of knowledge of good and shame <laughs> it wasn't the tree of right. shame and you know shame and guilt it was the tree of knowledge of good and evil so god created them let them continue to be naked, apparently knowing that that was shameful. So why was he doing that? Why was God allowing them to be shameful? Well, and in their nudity. Yeah, and 
And that also implies that being naked is therefore sexual. And, and is therefore, therefore shameful. shameful. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Something can't be shameful without like, it can't be inherently shameful. And then you're not letting us know about it. That's your fault. It was yeah. your fault. It was like, it, I was like, it's your fault if it was, if you made it inherently shameful and then didn't tell us. Right. We weren't in the wrong. Right. Also, if you're, if you're God and why did you have to make the knowledge of being naked shameful? Like right. it, you could have just made it not shameful. And that, that idea, I mean, I feel like this is coming up a lot because masks are a thing, was a thing. Anyway, masks. This masks like covering your face. I don't yes. know. This idea of like you in your most vulnerable way needs to be covered up, like cover yes. yourself. Yes. I hate. I that's hate just that. always like caused a lot of really like tumultuous lower abdomen feelings for yeah. me. Yeah. Like the sick in the stomach kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, okay. I really like, I like this. I think this is an appropriate time to talk about. Um, uh, nudity and how nudity is not inherently shameful, uh, but we are taught that it is. Yeah. So we're also taught that nudity is inherently sexual, which it is not. And how I think that I really value, I really appreciate the concept of nudity. And by, by that, I mean, when I say the concept of nudity, I mean the concept of being naked with other people. And being comfortable being, and being naked comfortable with being naked with other people. Because I mean, just being comfortable being naked. <laughs> and I don't. I'm not comfortable. I don't. I'm never naked at home. Yeah. Because of because of body shame issues. That's a different topic though, or the same one. But anyways, being we'll get there because you know because clothes are a way for us to at least in religion, clothes are a way for you to cover yourselves because there is so much importance put on quote unquote modesty. Mm -hmm. And because the body is inherently sinful and sinful is inherently shameful. Mm -hmm. We are taught that being naked is inherently shameful and sinful and a bad thing to be, but yet it's your most vulnerable. It's, we are taught that it's your most vulnerable. You know, there's a lot, there's scriptures in the Bible that they reference about, you know, being naked before God and being, you know, you know, when people were, when, you know, people would, when they were, um, grieving, you know, they would rip their clothes off and be naked when they're grieving process. Like we are taught My. that being naked is vulnerable, yeah. but we're also taught that being vulnerable is shameful. Oh and my God. And so we're never supposed to be vulnerable because again, it's My one God. of those things that if you're vulnerable with someone else, you'll pull back the veil of bullshit and you'll be like, this is not bad or wrong Whoa. so if this isn't bad or wrong if i'm in my most vulnerable spot with someone else and it's not inherently sexual and, and it's not inherently shameful then what else is are they lying about you know it's that kind of fundamental yeah. that fundamental like this is a foundational thing and it's it's wrong like yeah. they're incorrect about it they are incorrect about this concept so then if they're incorrect about a foundational fundamental topic what what are they also incorrect about but i think it's a really beautiful thing when you can be when you have nothing else to hide behind and you can be at your most vulnerable with someone and then have that validated encouraged and loved and supported and you know told that it is beautiful which it is because all mm -hmm. bodies are beautiful it's a really powerful thing that we never really had access to yeah I, and still don't uh, often and you know, we've said this before you can be brainwashed in something other than religion I don't think anyone 
I mean, Mm-mm. a very precious, precious few angels that have gotten all of that support from day one, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people get told from day one that your body, no matter what it looks like, is beautiful. Yeah. Period. No questions yeah. asked. No questions asked. And and that you can be empowered in whatever way you want to be empowered. I love that. There's this, the there's a a, a, a meme and artwork that says, you know, uh, nudity empowers some women, modesty empowers others. Um, and, you know, some, you know, like there's people are empowered by different things. And so nudity is not inherently empowering, but it can be very yes. pow- empowering. And yeah. if that is what you feel empowered by, it's um, then religion is really destroying. Religion is really destroying something really it's like the strongest. Like I talk about the strongest magic, you know, kind of, I, I yeah. feel like like being vulnerable, being confident in who you are at your most vulnerable is a really powerful magic yeah. that we just don't have access to a lot of times because we're taught that it's so sinful and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know in my uh, recent past, I have really had to like, I've had a, a very quick crash course on connecting with my body and Mm -hmm. like re honestly like re learning who she is Mm -hmm. like there's so much of my body that I have no idea about because I wasn't taught that connecting with it is valuable is healthy is even necessary or important and was even taught that you shouldn't connect to it because oh, yeah you know i i don't mean to bring this all back to sex because you know and and no, it's because it's... physical equals sex because yes, that's how we were t- that's how we were, we were raised yeah. yes mm-hmm. thank you um but if you're feeling pleasure sexual or otherwise and, yeah. you're doing something wrong yes. or it's like yes Yes. You shouldn't, like, this pleasure shouldn't be happening almost. No, I don't know. No, I, yes, you are absolutely right because it, the way I was raised is that if you are experiencing pleasure, then you are experiencing something that should be going to God. That the only way mm. to, to, the only, this is how I'm mm-hmm. relating to what you're saying. Yeah. Is that the only way to bring glory to God is to deny ourselves. So if we're experiencing pleasure, we're not denying ourselves, which means that God is not getting praise. So like, je- like they teach that God wants you to be happy, but they teach the only way that you can actually praise God is if you're not happy. So it's completely contradictory. Uh, I'm so fiery because these are such lies yeah. that we have been told. Yeah. And like, we had yeah. to figure out the truth our damn selves. And we're still doing it. And we're still yeah. doing it. And that's a rough one. I really, I really, I envy, I envy. Um, it's why I think that, it's why I think that, um, I think sex work is beautiful. I think people who, you know, like who do nude artwork or post, you know, pictures of their body online. Anything new, really. I think that (laughs) I follow, you know, like companies who make sex toys on on Instagram because I think it's beautiful. I think I think nudity, I think bringing pleasure to ourselves, I think experiencing pleasure in our bodies in a sexual 
way in Safe. a non-sexual way yeah. is one of the most beautiful and I mean beautiful as in the feeling you get when you look at a beautiful painting and masterpiece should be the feeling you get when you when you see your body or a body like it's beautiful and I I envy it because I wasn't taught how to appreciate that in myself I wasn't taught that I mean I still feel guilt at experiencing pleasure like I still any kind of pleasure I still feel guilt at enjoying myself in anything I mean just like building off of what you were saying feeling beautiful can mean two different things mm -hmm. you can feel beautiful based on what you see in the mirror but you can also feel beautiful just like not looking at yourself yeah aesthetically it can like just be a feeling. however yeah. your body feels in that moment you can feel beautiful mm -hmm. and i've and feeling beautiful feels good and yes. is therefore well, sinful. sinful and also like it i'm just i'm i'm like breaking the sound in my head that mm -hmm. like feeling beautiful can be a reaction as well as a state of being like what you're saying like it can feeling beautiful can be a reaction to what you see it can also just be mm. a state of existence like i feel yeah. beautiful i can i i know how to feel beautiful or to acknowledge that i am beautiful so i'm feeling that way you know yeah neither one of those things are things that i really fully understand <laughs> you know It depends on the day, but it depends on the moment sometimes, <laughs> right? Like it depends on Yeah. You know, just... like this morning I felt great, this afternoon I don't. You know, like it can change so fast. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, there's a I don't know. There's so many different there's directions. So many, I know I'm because I'm also now I'm like thinking about how how that so the concept we've been talking about how is challenging is difficult and is relatable to basically anyone that has experienced it and from society or religion then you add the fun spice of being queer to that mm. and then um you know if if you're a gay cis man the all the body expectations you know if you're someone oh, yeah. who these are just things that i'm mentioning because they were processes or parts of my experience mm -hmm. you know and then when you realize you're beyond the binary you know, like being a non-binary person, there's so many other uh, body like shaming what issues. What you like. should or should look uh. like, and and are you are you non-binary enough? If you mm. have this body type, if you have that body type, if you look like this, if you wear makeup, if you don't wear makeup, if you have you know facial hair, like 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 non-binary by definition is for me means that I can't be defined, but yet non-binary is defined by so many things and so many people yep. that it's really hard. So it's that, that extra layers of like, I don't like my body because religion told me that anything physical is sin. And then I don't like my body because in sexual situations, because sex is inherently sinful and sinful is inherently shameful. And yeah. I don't like how I look because I don't understand like being non-binary is I don't, you know, like I, yeah. I, you know all of the confusion it's so many it's layered it's there's so many cross sections in that particular subject that sometimes I'm like I don't know which one to focus on to work on yeah I don't know where I start you know do I like do I cover the floors because I'm painting the walls or do I paint the walls because I'm getting ready to clean the floors yeah and I'm like which which part do I do first what what thing do I work on to better first how does it you know how does it connect <laughs> I mean it's hard. It's hard to prioritize because they are all so closely connected. Yeah. And 
you know, it's it's hard to visualize because it's it's more like a Venn diagram where like you're in the center and then yes. each bubble is like yeah. overlapping. So they don't. It's not like if you're not. It's not the case that if you're only working on one, it's not doing anything for the others. Yeah. But I also believe that in order to really like root down to heal yourself at the center of this Venn diagram, it has to come from all angles. And it is a yeah. really like, that's why it takes so much time and effort to heal this shit because you have to focus on yourself for so many reasons. And, and it's hard because you don't want to like put too much pressure on yourself to heal yourself all at once. Like, yeah. because that for me has been another standard where like, I'm only healing myself mentally, but like physically I am not healing myself. And yeah. so like there's shame for that part. And because I'm not doing everything, I'm doing nothing, but like, cause, cause we only exist in extremes. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But really what it comes down to is like, if you're doing something, it is better than nothing. Totally. And, and it looks, that's the thing too, is like it, they subscribe to this, they society at this point, all of these people that are trying to market things for people, they have to, like make people think that there is one body type. They have to make people think that there yes. is men, quote unquote, and women, quote unquote, and mm -hmm. nothing in between no. because they can sell clothes and f everything under those titles, right? Yeah. And so like breaking down into these areas where you don't quite fit into either, and it could be a, a mental, emotional feeling where you don't fit into either, or you might feel like both. It could also be a physical level, like yeah. intersex people yes, who don't. Exactly. Yeah, and but it just brings to mind, like to think that there was one body type or that there was this one way of having a body. Like bodies are so diverse. How ignorant is it to yeah. think that there is a woman's body and it looks this way and there is a man's body and, and they all this look way. this way. Yeah. It's so ludicrous, even it, it breaking is. it down into that. Like, what? How it's, could you possibly think that? <laughs> it just, again, t in my mind, comes back to that the, the point is control and manipulation. Right. Because you have to, so how, for me. Yeah. How, to me, how I understand things is I have to break them down to their basic forms to understand something. So it's like, you know, I, I don't like color theory for me. I, I did hair for 15 years. And so my color, of course, how I understand color theory is through the realm of, of hair color. <laughs> mm, interesting. But, the, but the fundamentals of, of color theory for hair color are are the same as color theory across the board. Right. So you have to understand where, you know, so when I see when someone says I want my hair to be brown, there's no such thing as brown. There's yeah. there's there's warm brown, there's golden brown, there's there's cool brown, there's red brown, there's I'll see. Yes. And so what you know, and so and then also there's no such thing as brown. There is there is so many parts of red, so many parts of blue, oh so many parts of green, you know, and, and then there's yeah. there's primary, secondary, tertiary color, and then there's tones and there's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
to me when someone says there's a man and a woman there's there's a male body and a female body i'm like that doesn't even make sense to me right i have to i i break it down to its fundamentals but when it comes to um uh, when it comes to bodies it's one of the things where my brain is like well this can't be broken down because it's beyond us and so like you said how ignorant it is to think that there's just one or two even even from a brain that has to break things down to Mm -hmm. their fun their 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 foundations to understand them i fully recognize that there's no such thing as breaking gender breaking sexuality breaking body type down to a thing that can be understood, you know. Yeah. For me, I'm, yes. I mean, I, and I'm not talking about medical or or scientific. I understand no, no. that, like, philosophical. Yeah, philosophical. Yeah. I understand that bodies can be broken down into molecules. You know, everything's a mo- we all that have kind of thing. Atoms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's it's like even my brain is like, no, this is this is a spectrum. This is a concept. This is a theory. This is a a, a thing that's out there. That's not yeah. like we can't we can't by any means define this, you know? I mean, we could talk all lifetime long about why we have bodies, like how we have bodies. Why are we here? Yeah. Like (sighs) that's existential. Existential. That's existential. (laughs) Very. Let me tell you. uh, Let me tell you. Um, There is a lot of free. I'm, I, I, I sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to finish this up before I forget. There's a lot of freedom. And understanding that we can't define bodies. We yes. can't define gender sexuality. There's yeah. a lot of freedom in that realization. There's there's you know, I get disappointed when I realize that that you it can't be defined and yet society only defines it and it kind yeah. of bumps me out. But there is freedom in realizing, oh, this it's not just me. I don't I'm not just weird or dramatic or yeah. even traumatized because I'm non binary. That's a real thing. Yes. Not everybody Bodies cannot be defined. Genders cannot, you know, like it, yes. it, it, it's it, it's a spectrum and I'm on the spectrum and that's absolutely 100% valid and normal yeah. and a real thing. Yep. So there's a lot of freedom in that even when, and that's what I try to remind myself of when I do see these extreme definitions of what, you know, bodies are. And Yeah, yeah. And Is that making sense? Absolutely, okay, absolutely. Cool. And I have two thoughts on that. One of them being that let's just remind ourselves that these words that we're using about gender and sexuality and weight and, you know, all of these things, these are all words that came from from society for sure these are all labeling words to and you know the the controversy of labels is always there because they are very helpful to help others understand us Mm -hmm. but they are also very divisive they separate people into us and them that's why i view it i don't mean to interrupt you but um I say I don't mean to, and then I continue on what I'm saying, so I fully intended on interrupting, apparently. (laughs) But that's why, like, when I think about it, I think about it as language, not labels. Mm -hmm. So we communicate with language, not not verbal, not only verbal. There's multiple forms, body body language, sign language, verbal communication. You know, there's many different forms of, of communication and language. So, but we use language 
to communicate and understand. Mm -hmm. And so we create language centered around things. Like we talk about how, when we say men and women, we are, you know, men and women in relation to religion, we're, we're, we're using language that was adopted by religion to define something. Mm -hmm. We understand that's not our definitions. That's why it's different than language is different than labels for me. Like we adopt language to communicate something and, and, but language is constantly developing and, 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 and we are not labeling anything. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like my neurodivergent mind is like always thinking that you know, to be more inclusive, we need to use more general language. Well, the most general language is not speaking at all. So we yeah. should just like <laughs> be most inclusive and just like but communicate us, non-verbally. Most of the time, most of us should probably not be talking. So agreed. Should, shutting up is definitely a very, very, very good form of communicating. <laughs> Which and I, you know, <laughs> okay. Let's just take an avenue onto this really quick because you know, you know, never mind, never mind, we're not. Um, something okay. that I thought of this morning <laughs> that I told you I wanted to say on yes, the podcast. Yes, I'm surprised you remembered because I forgot. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the on an ambulance, this kind of like brings into this whole like health and religion are so closely tied in our society. Yes, yes. So on an ambulance, you know, that like staff with the snake, snakes yes. around it, mm-hmm. that is a bib- biblical symbol. Oh, you're right. It because is. Solomon, I want to say, ooh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> Somebody in the Bible had a staff with snakes, maybe. Maybe they were bitten by snakes, and if they looked at the staff, they were saved. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. Anyway, yeah, okay, that's exactly what it was. Okay, okay, so that there were snakes, and it was poison. But if you looked at the staff, you were healed. Yes, so implying that if you look to God to heal yourself, He will. That even and that health equals God. That medic, that medicine equals medicine God. Equals God. Not true. Not Ooh. true. Not true. No, it, no, we've talked about we talked we've talked about on this podcast before how how everything in our fucking at least American society is based on fucking Christianity. Not yep. even just religion in general. Yep. But Christianity specifically. Yep. Everything stems from Christianity, and it's fucking bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit, and it's not real. Yeah. It's not real. Like yeah. Christianity, it was made up. Christianity it was created by made up. I mean created right as in Christianity. The concept of Christianity had a beginning. The concept of Pentecostalism had a beginning. It Mormonism was created. Certainly had yes, a beginning. <laughs> it was created by humans. So fine. It was created by humans. So we're close. Like everything was created by humans, but we don't worship close. I mean, some people do, but like what I'm saying is we didn't like, we shouldn't be making something an infallible, um, uh, 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 yeah, an infallible truth, a uh, 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 universal, powerful concept out of something that was created by a human. You know, like we can acknowledge it as something that connects us to to universal topics. We can acknowledge it as something that um, helps us understand. And by when I say universal con- concepts, I'm talking about things out in the universe, not, yeah, not yeah. 
not uh, uh, all of that is like above yes. humans yeah so we can acknowledge that maybe it's our understanding of things or a connection to things but we should not be basing an entire civilization an entire government an entire concept that is a a, a universal truth based on something that you can you can 100% track its beginning yeah. and its beginning is from a person a human yeah. that's just not to me that's not like that's not very it's not very smart it's not very intelligent you know like to I recognize that tarot cards connect me to how I feel. Tarot cards connect me to a spirituality. Mm -hmm. I do not think tarot cards created the universe. Right, <laughs> I don't right. think that tarot cards should be involved in government decisions. Right. I don't think that tarot cards should define how we feel about our bodies. It connects me to a universal power, I think. It is not the power. Right. And and that, to me, is just... it. it obviously, it infuriates me. Yeah. That, um, like, fine, you want to be a Christian? Fine. But don't... It is not a universal concept. I mean, it just goes back to being told lies because these things that we are told are truth are things that are not capable of being called truth. For example, what is in the afterlife? No one can prove no. for a fact what is after this life. No yeah. one. And to say that they know because some often man got a vision from God saying that this is what it is like it's just it's the it's the trust and the manipulation and you know all of the yeah yeah preying on people who are vulnerable preying on people who are desperate preying on people who have no other options yeah to control them based on something based on the the promise of a higher power and a better life yeah I mean what's that that's everything yeah. That's every religion. That's every that's every manipulation. That's every every abusive person uses that mentality. Yep. You know, like it that it's a that and that is a universal truth. <laughs> that yeah. is something that actually is real. Yeah. You know that people use that concept to control people, and yet it's still so prominent. Yeah. And and it's still so prominent, and that it makes me so sad because it's still so prominent because it's still so effective because people are still so desperate and by desperate, I mean destitute. They, you know, I like mean desperate is, for happiness, desperate yes, for love. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Basic human needs. And, and so many people are desperate because of religious abuse. And then they turn to religion to get that need met. And then it creates more abuse and, and yeah. heartache. And then they, they're taught to turn to religion for that. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect cycle, a very unfortunate, horrible, perfect cycle. And we are the externalities. Yes, we are breaking the cycle. <laughs> yes, I hope. I mean, we're trying to. And 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 a lot of that starts with being present in your body. A lot of breaking that cycle really does start with being. My last therapist, you know, really encouraged and tried to get me to meditate, and I will admit, I just full out refused. Oh, yeah. It was too much. Yep. I, I, I and I, I told her like I we were working towards that. I mean, she eventually retired. That she didn't abandon me. She retired, and <laughs> she's fucking fantastic. But we were working towards that. But I was very much like that's my body is not a safe place for me. I cannot oh sit with God. my feelings and sit with my. I cannot sit <sighs> with the reactions my body has to my feelings. It is too much right now. That concept has brought so much shame to me recently because. I've tried really, really hard to connect 
with my body and like mm-hmm. be present in my body. And it's been a big struggle for me to do that. And because I haven't been able to, or because it hasn't felt completely safe, I've given myself a lot of shit for it. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. And, but like just acknowledging that your body isn't a safe place right now and that you ha- like there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not un like the feelings that you have of not being in your body are very much founded on fact. Like that trauma is very much real okay. that you I couldn't was like- what are you trying to say? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I get what uh, you're trying to say. I'm sorry. It's really coming <laughs> the trauma out trauma is based on a thing that actually happened. Yeah. The feeling is based on a trauma that actually happened. Yes. Not that how you feel about your body is factual. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Yeah. So like the feelings that, that you feel, the feelings that I felt when being in my body wasn't safe were based on a factual event that yes, happened. Yes, yes, And my body remembered that and I remembered that. Yeah. And so just recognizing that was really hard because it, you know, like there's yeah. that part of me yeah. that's like being in my body is safe and it's the only place I have really. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything physical around me can change. Yeah. But, I have my mind and my body. And so I I need to get comfortable with being in my body, but it's still such a block. Yeah. You know, I'm it is one of the most powerful powerful forms of manipulation and control to convince someone that the only true safe space they have is not safe. So yeah, how like if our home is our only safe space, but your home is you are convinced or your home is made to not be safe, then you run to anything that feels safer, and people who are abusive a prey on that mm-hmm. desperation, like we were talking about earlier, right? If Christianity convinces that our true only safe space our 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 truly safe space our bodies our 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 self is not a safe space to be then we have no place to go so we are constantly looking for something that is safe and then we are told that is god which it is not so we're just never at home right we're never safe right and we're constantly trying to attain that safety in something that doesn't exist for us and or that when we're searching for it, we stumble on something that is then preyed upon again. Yeah. Like they market being safe. They market being secure. And that, you know, and that's where the distrust happens. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that I have like realized that I don't really associate people with good things because they weren't. No. You know, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Humans and equal bad. Unsafe. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's a deep, like, that's a deep thing that a deep, yeah. takes a mm-hmm. lot of, like, events that counter that yeah. experience. And I, unfortunately, have not had a lot of those events to counter that. And that's a really powerful reinforcement. But to get into those situations, you have to let your, you have to surrender into those experiences, which is unsafe. 
Yes. It, which has been unsafe and therefore you are less likely to do it. And also when you are traumatized, when you have trauma, you tend to gravitate gravitate towards the things that are unsafe for you because it's the only thing that you familiar. know and it's familiar. And even in your process to try to get better, you sometimes unintentionally, un, uh, unawares, gravitate towards someone or something that is bad for you. Mm-hmm. Then you open up yourself to be vulnerable to get healing and then that person damages you again and it forces you even further away from being in touch with yourself and who yeah. you are and that cycle sometimes that's that's the that's the really fucked up part about the manipulation and the control of people that are abusive and 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 religions that are abusive it's that you can run as far away from the proverbial abusive mm-hmm. space the proverbial home that was so abusive to you and still be manipulated controlled by that because it's they didn't just abuse you they broke your ability to understand what abuse is and so you keep finding yourself in abusive situations even when you're running from it you run from the abuse to fall into more abuse because you don't know what it looks like or you think that abuse looks like safety and so you run towards safety and it's actually abuse and that's what that's what I'm talking that's why we're doing that's why we do this podcast that's why we're talking about this is because it's not just like you know Christians bad Christians you know abuse queer people Christians you know that's not even what we're saying we're talking about the fundamental abuse and manipulation and control of this like fucks you up in ways we don't even understand yet yeah yeah yeah. God, it makes me angry. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I have some cards. Yes. If we want to do a card reading or if you had a deep nope. dive. No, well, this is our deep dive. The this is our deep dive. Yeah, we at the end of our show, we like to do um, what we call a deep dive. And that is either usually a, if a particular topic or thing that we said stuck out. Um, during the show, we will deep dive into that a little bit. Um, but we often like to do a tarot card reading to just kind of send off send you off with something to think about yeah um this has been quite a whirlwind of an episode (laughs) i really i'm gonna admit i did not think for that physical talking about physical health would be so intense Mm -hmm. but it 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 actually it it is and it's so connected to so many things and we didn't even really get to talk about physical health in relation to being beyond the binary so right and how having a trans or non-binary experience really intensifies a lot of things that we think about. Yeah. I mean, that we feel. Yeah. Maybe another day. Yes. I mean, again, it just goes to show how much they bleed into each other. We can talk about physical all we want, but talking about physical things will invoke an emotional response, which will then trigger a physical response, yes. you know, like which it's a cycle. Which will then affect your mental health and will dictate how you can view spirituality. Like it's all connected. Uh, yes. Okay. So I did, uh, I got the eight of chalices. Oh. I would eventually like to do an oracle reading. So, I, I think that you should bring, I think it'd be kind of cool because I, I have tarot cards on me all the time. And you, if you brought a tar- an oracle deck, we could do one of each. Sick. I'd love that. Yeah. Okay. So, but for now, um, I got the eight of chalices. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I said that. So chalices are like cups, correct? Um, are yes, the cups. they're the cups. So they're they the... represent the emotional and sentient state of the card reader. So, um, often refers to like maternal womb, the source of life, fertility, dreams, idle thoughts, recollections, and memory. 
I also think that child, that cups sometimes. Uh, maybe I'm getting confused, but I thought cups also can sometimes like be talking about like success and financial success and those kinds of things too. Well, so I pulled the eight of chalices, but mm-hmm. the nine does say success, well-being. Okay, cool. Um, so, but the eight is delusion, loss, uncertainty, or unknown future. It was reversed, mm. though. It was a reversed. Oh, yes. So maybe you might lose the delusion or you might be coming out of an unknown future. So the Eight of Chalices means, upright means delusion. Yeah. And, and uh, oh, so it's reversed. So maybe yeah. it kind of means the opposite of that. Yeah, so what I've understood is reverse is like the either like you're lacking it or it's like a struggle mm-hmm. spot for you that you need to work through or like like the message is mm-hmm. the opposite. I mean, not, I don't not know. Not a direct opposite, but more of like a, more of like, a, yeah. I The reason or, that I love- More just, of like a, yeah, that's an It's Just a little digression as to yeah. why I like cards and how, like you were saying, they didn't create the universe, but they help you understand the universe. Yes, exactly. They are ultimately blank canvases that say words that have symbols that invoke that evoke emotions that mm-hmm. help us see meaning where there might not be meaning. For and sure. depending on our emotional state, if we're desperate and we go to these cards and they say something that we hadn't thought before, that's like all the God you need. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yes. I mean, like, our, like, our, our, the power, the energy, the magic, whatever you want to call it, really stems from us anyway. So we're yes. really just using things to help us understand what's already there. Yes. Is how I feel, how I view really basically anything. Yes. Religion, magic, tarot, oracle, all yeah. of it. You know? That's exactly. That's exactly it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you look on the other side of the cards that you read. Like no, you I've pull the top that. card. Okay. Well, it's kind of like and as above, so below. Oh, that's so, really cool. Oh, it's so I didn't neat. know that. Yeah, so, and it could either be like clarification of the top card mm-hmm. or like an, like a deeper meaning that you might need or mm-hmm. something. So anyway, this one is the Six of Pentacles. Oh. oh. And it oh. is upright. It is not reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pentacles uh, indicate the maternal world that surrounds and influences the card reader, such as finances, trade, business, gain, economy, well-being, stability, and the possession of goods. Oh, the physical. Oh, huh. Interesting. Hmm. It's almost like we were putting out an energy and the cards knew that. Huh. Okay. It's almost like we're gods or something. Oh, this is so neat. Oh, my God. Okay, so six of pentacles is gifts, awards, inheritance, gratification, and generosity. Hmm. Good, because we're giving a fucking shit to Dude, here. that's that's <laughs> so neat. They they play, to that's me really cool. how I interpret these is that they play in really cool with each other because mm-hmm. the reversed like loss of direction, uncertainty, delusion. Mm-hmm. And then the contrast of gifts, generosity. Whoa. Yeah. That's just like that's just like where where we came from and then where, where we're, we're going. going. Yeah. That's so neat. Or even like what we're dealing with versus what can help with that, you know? Mm. Like kind of like a, here's the problem, here's also a, a, a mode to a solution. I mean, a, an avenue to a, to a solution. 
I agree with that because gratification and generosity, I mean, generosity isn't always about what you're physically giving. No. But gratification, I mean, gratitude. Yeah. If you have gratitude, there, if you can see what you have versus what is lacking, and I, again, I have a really hard time doing that. Again, it is easier said than done. Yeah. Trauma does things to the brain. I know this is coming off as like toxic positivity of it's like so funny because if I w- you just yes. look at what you have and not what you don't have, because that's a religious thing. That's because what, that is a religious thing. The but, whole attitude of gratitude. Have you heard that? Yeah, but that's like, I hate how they spin it. It's me such too. bullshit because it. They are also the ones taking yeah. things from you, yeah. and so they're saying. Be grateful for what you have while we take everything yeah. else. Yeah. Oh, you may be suffering for Jesus, but be grateful for it because at least you're not X, Y, and Z, whatever is, is and, bad to them. And that is absolutely not what I'm saying. That's bullshit. Yeah. Gratitude. No, totally. But gratitude is like, it's a way of life. It's a way of seeing the world. It's a way of operating. I yeah. think, I think that about gratitude it's because- a, It's definitely a choice. Yeah, sure. it is. A, it's, it's a hard- It's a hard choice, but- when an, you, I, I'm what I mean like an action like it's yeah. an action as opposed to like a like a, oh I exist in gratitude now it's like no it's, it's something you wake up and you it's you a practice learn how it's a practice that's yes really, yeah, that's why they call it a gratitude practice Whoa. yeah, yeah <laughs> weird. Huh. Huh. huh almost makes sense or something but yeah it really is a practice like and it but it that perspective that allows you and like I see it as like gratitude is an archway or a window to see out of the dark room in which you are in. If you can yeah. if you can see that light, if you can see what you do have versus the dark room again. <sighs> or you know talking about language. Yes. I also feel like gratitude is a resistance to a lot of things. And when you talk about um like it's a light in the darkness that lets you see what you do have. That was in quotes. Yeah, that was for in everyone. Quotes, by the way. <laughs> what you do have, it definitely makes us feel like, oh, I should be thankful because I'm not as bad off as that person, or at least I'm not this, or at least I'm not that. And that's not what we're saying. We're saying that, like, as much as you acknowledge and should acknowledge the trauma, the state you're in, what you're feeling, what um, what is going on, you also have the option of acknowledging anything that is beautiful anything that is positive anything that is you know like a lot of <laughs> have, you, have you heard the the phrase like you just need to go outside and touch the touch some grass yeah and it's like talking about people just who think about something else. on the internet and yep. and are really angry about something that's not important because they haven't been outside in mm. 14 years you know yeah just go outside and touch the grass and realize that the world is bigger than just you and that's kind of what what it's like you ha- like like being grateful for anything is not denying the challenges you have. Yeah. There, it is not one or the other. It is both. Yeah. yeah. You can have both. You can yes. do both. Um, you can acknowledge, yeah, this is fucked up. My life is fucked up. And, and, but I'm also grateful for this friendship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know what? Yeah, for sure. That this is, this really sucks. And this is really difficult. And also I'm going to be thankful. I'm, I, I acknowledge that I like this or I Mm -hmm. like them or I like that or this tastes good. This feels good that, you know, like I'm, you know, doing those things. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's an, and also as opposed to an instead of. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to go too heavy on this little aspect. I just want to throw this out there that a lot of 
struggles with body image, I know with me, come from the comparing of my body to others. Oh, almost exclusively for me. Yeah, yeah. And, And just as you were speaking, you were saying, like, the, you know compared to the other person like um mm-hmm. like my trauma is worse off or better yeah. than the other person yeah. that is not at all i i don't subscribe it's to that like my trauma is worse than this person's or at least i'm not as bad off as that person yeah or that yeah yeah it just there's something it's still like stepping on someone to get higher yeah in my opinion that sort of language and it's it's really radical to imagine and i'm not and i'm really not trying to say just do this but like it's really radical to imagine that we can love ourselves and you can put anyone next to us and we can still say i love my body yeah. you know what i mean yes i 100% do and it's very radical to validate your situation regardless of what it is that yes to yeah. acknowledge that like like to acknowledge that my my pain and my experience is valid and important because i'm having it mm-hmm. not in comparison to well you know at least you're not this or at least you have that that it's there's a very fine line between gratitude and ableism yes. in our society yeah. and we don't often dis- distinguish between that you yeah know? A lot of times gratitude is pitched to us like, well, be thankful that at least you're not as off as bad as that person. Yeah. Like you at could least be you on can, the street. Yes. Which is can, like at least the you worst walk, thing. At least you can like all these ableist things. Yeah. Implying that these situations are negative in some way or yeah. bad in some way or lesser than in some way, which is also fucking bullshit. I mean, yeah. Again, not to go super deep. And I... I'm realizing I am pretty po- toxically positive a lot of the time. It's a it's a it's a symptom of of our our environments for sure. But I super lost my train of thought. No problem. You can do that. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's 47. Let's call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, perfect timing to talk about think like t- and to say thank you for tuning in if you're listening yes. live. Yes. Also, yeah. we um we uh do have a podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Um, it's our turn, Queers and Cults. I just finished editing, and not uploaded, but editing the last episode in January. So we're getting, cl- I'm getting Woo-hoo. closer to being caught up yeah. to where we're actually putting out the episode the next week that we're recording on Saturday. You're killing it. Thank you. And we do have uh, an Instagram. You can follow us on It's Our Turn Pod on Instagram. You can also email us at itsourturnpod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, if you want to be involved, do you want anything that please communicate with us we love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely download the episodes you know hit the like button leave a review those all yeah those all just help promote the podcast which then can reach more people which is just the whole point of what we do is just yeah it connecting with people that are having similar experiences yeah hopefully validating that so it helps yeah it helps do that yeah you don't have to reach out if you don't want to but the more people that hear this, I mean, I think the better, you know, there's yeah. there's a lot of unspoken of trauma that yeah. you need to get out there. There's a lot of trauma that we think we have to hide because no one Ugh. else experiences it. The isolation is, isolation is a very, it's also a very strong, powerful factor mm-hmm. in abuse and yep. manipulation is yep. isolation. So, yep. so help us not 
help us to help other people not feel isolated. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's disrupt that Let's pattern. Disrupt that. Exactly. But thank yeah. you for everyone for tuning in. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back next week, continuing our discussion on health. We'll be talking about emotional health next week. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Y'all Bye. get some water. Have a great day. We love you.